everyone. Welcome to Living La Vita Loca podcast, a retro gaming podcast for some of your retro gaming needs. My name is Faz. And I'm Rich. And we have uh, seen each other recently. Uh, <laughs> don't laugh. I don't, know why, I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> get out. Get out now. Uh, as recently as 48 hours ago, I'm thinking about-ish. Don't take this the wrong way. That long. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and we went to the Leeds video game market uh, on Saturday. It's now Monday. And it, would we say it's a retro game? It is obviously a retro game market, but there was some, I guess... There was some newer bits and bobs. Newer bits and bobs, yeah, mm. it was, wasn't there? And um, yeah, it, we've been looking forward to that for a, a couple of months now. It was only three English pounds to get in. And... Uh, yeah, we're going to give a little bit of a, a report back about what we thought about it, really. Um, so, just to tee uh, you up first. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh, no, I can do that. <laughs> um, I, I think that we can frame this thinking about it, like, was it any good? It is, it's was almost it like, good? yeah. <laughs> so, it's an overarching question. Was it good for you? Was it good from a community aspect? Because I've never really been to one before. Um and I was really excited about it, and I think I had a good time, <laughs> <laughs> but I probably need a little bit of a shove in either one direction or the other, whether it was good or not. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> whether or not they put pressure on it. But yeah. I picked up less things than you. So let's talk about the purchases that you made, mm-hmm. which were a bit more like, you know, I guess... I mean, something you'd probably find at a video game market, maybe more than you'd find down your local retro gaming shop. Yeah. Whereas I just picked up some PS1 games for £5. Do you know what I mean? Like, as I said, <laughs> yeah, like a proper pro. Uh, whereas you actually picked up something that I think was a bit more niche, necessarily. So do you want to talk through that bit first and see if that was a good thing for you? Um, I went in with the list. I went in with a budget. Um, and I ended up picking up a couple of bits from my um, Saturn. Mm. Um so like it was good to be able to go through and find a couple of bits that were floating around my my lists and things like that because I didn't want to go in and like impulse purchase all the way through because I would have ended up spending far too much money. Um it was good to be able to find some of the things that I was looking for. Um the problem was finding the things I was looking for because mm. that was easily the busiest fair like this I've ever been to ever. Yeah. Um and that made it nigh on impossible to actually do any like fun browsing and hunting through of mental. anything. It was it was nuts. Um and I, I wonder if because the last ones I went to would have all been before the pandemic. So I wonder if perhaps, you know, a bunch of people um decided to start indulging this hobby um over the pandemic and, and stuck with it. Mm. Um I got really annoyed by the number of people going around just filming the fucking thing. I lost count oh, of like yeah. YouTubers and stuff like that there, people with fucking GoPros and cameras out and all that shit. And it's like that's fine if you want to do that. Just don't walk into me when you're doing it. <laughs> like <laughs> selfie stick to the face <laughs> I, and and I was not the only person I saw someone having words with one of them having words um, that <laughs> really should have known better <laughs> frankly um, so yeah it, it was um, I'm glad I went um, I'm glad I don't go to more I think is is fair okay yeah um, that's probably that sounds yeah you, you're putting it in the right context for me. yeah like it, it was I think what didn't help as well is being as close as we are to York and, and sore thumb. I think we're really genuinely spoiled. Mm. Um, so between being able to go somewhere like that, and I mean, they were, they were there yeah. on, on Saturday being able to go somewhere like that, but also having, um, you know, various other uh, niche websites for things like say Japanese Sega Saturn games and stuff like that. Um <laughs> Between that, all that, and trying to make sure I'm not overspending and trying to stick to a bit of a plan and a bit of a budget, browsing is not really something that is kind of conducive to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it was fun, but 
it was it was a lot. You know, there, yeah. there was a lot of people. There was a lot of pushing and shoving. I had one woman taking out my knees from behind with a bag because she was desperate to look at the Wii games somewhere. All things. There were so many people, and I hate to generalize, <laughs> but like the the fucking level of social skill in the room was not oh. high. And the number of times there were people leaning over me, and I was just like, "Should we swap?" Yeah. And they were like, oh yes, please. Like you could have asked. And let's like, just call a spade a spade as well. The the smell of the room. <laughs> like, as in, so, so I'm sorry, okay. Like, we do a retro gaming podcast. We don't smell. We shower. I don't think so. I don't understand. I'm like... left paranoid that I do. <laughs> like, genuinely, I had that moment of, like, it was almost like a kind of nasal out-of-body experience. And I'm like, do I smell like Do they this? pump it in? Does it get I don't pumped know. in, like, crowd noise? Like, I, like... I honestly do not know. <laughs> But yeah, like there, there was definitely like an aroma <laughs> to the place, and I went, I went on Sunday to CEX to drop some stuff off to to exchange. And first thing the person that behind the counter did was start <laughs> um, was start um, sniffing one of the cartridges, and I was like, oh god, <laughs> what? Like it's contagious or something? Was it a scratch uh, and sniff? Like <laughs> I don't know. I just assumed it was to see if it was. Dusty or damp or oh, something, right, okay. but I've I've not seen that before. I, um, like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure she had her reasons, but <laughs> maybe she I, just liked no doing idea. that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe, maybe just love told the, you the smell of uh, like copper contacts on printed circuit boards. <laughs> that is a specific smell. If you do like that kind of stuff, then fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I, that that helps frame my feelings about it. I had a really good time spending a lot of time looking at video games. Like, as in, I don't, like, in... How do I say it? Like, so, when you go to a specific shop, like Sore Thumb, mm. like, I do feel some sort of a little bit of pressure, like, as in, in terms of if it's just you in the shop and there's, like, five guys working there and there's just piles and piles of amazing games everywhere, but you... Like for me personally, I feel a bit like overwhelmed by it because I'm a bit like yeah, there's yeah. like there's so much, I guess, even history just steeped lying around, and you don't know, you know, if you if you don't go with a plan like you said, then you kind of like you don't know what you're looking for almost in a way. Yeah, and like I only go to Sawfarm when I know I'm buying something. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I know what you mean. And I know that you, Fiona, um, who came along as well, asked sort of, you know, are you looking for anything specifically? And I was like. I don't think so, no. I mean, I'm just coming to see what it's like because um, I've not been to one before. Uh, and more and more towards the end, I actually found myself looking for something because mm. I'd kind of seen a couple of copies of different things flying around. Um, but there was also a very repetitive nature too. So I started just looking generally and I was like, oh, do I like, maybe like a video game guide or something. You can't kind of pick them up. Sort of, you know, you can get everything, everything, you can get most things off eBay. But... At the same time, it's like you've got to wait for something to come up and things. Where and actually, since then, I have probably regretted not buying some stuff actually at the retro game fair because I was like, I could probably pick it up in eBay. And actually, it probably saved me. It's probably going to save me a couple of pounds to bid it up on eBay. But mm-hmm. like to actually, you know, it it would have just been a lot easier for me to just buy it. Probably, I think for the price that it was. But even then, there was a lot of like say repetitive nature across the stalls on a lot of things. Like yeah, yeah. it felt like you could have just chunked out a load of stalls and just got a bit more of a an agreement between what kind of wares you brought i don't know if that could happen or something like that but it's like you know you bring all your ps1s you bring all your neo geos you bring all your do you know what i mean like there wasn't it, much specialism no it was a lot of you know yeah a lot of um and and i do see exactly what you mean and because a lot of the stalls that stood out were the ones like the one that were doing the um like the arcade boards and yeah. stuff like that they were the only one, as far as I could see, doing one doing that sort of thing. Which is cool. Um, exactly. And it would have been great to have seen a bit more of that. And the ones I kept gravitating towards were the ones that had unusual and interesting and niche stuff like the Japanese Sega Saturn games and stuff like that. And that was yeah. that was far from all of them. And then the condition of some of the bits and bobs that they people were trying to sell for like, you know, not insignificant amount of cash as well mm-hmm. were questionable. Yeah. And like you said, that I mean, you kind of go back and compare prices on, like, CEX website or eBay or whatever, and 
he had a look and you were a bit like, actually, those guys were overcharging massively. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah. so you'd see, and you'd see it vary from stall to stall. Like, as in, so one stall might be charging five pounds for a basic PS1 game, and actually, I got three for five pounds, and they're mm-hmm. all pretty much the same. And actually, when I looked at it, they all have manuals, like one on a crack case, but the other two have got full cases and stuff. And like, the discs look pretty good quality. Like, I'm fairly certain they would be worth more you know two or three stores down so um it, it is it was a weird experience that as in i don't want to make it sound like we didn't have a a, a, a profitable time or anything but yeah it was it, i thought it was difficult to get around like and this is going to sound fucking stupid and very specific to me but my my as my axle spondylarthritis mm. that is in doing lots of crab sh- side oh, shuffles yeah. God, all was... the way through crowds yeah. <laughs> by the end of the day i was wrecked i was like it's awful but just stupid stuff where it's just like i was like so by the end of it i was like the movement around it yeah. all just shuffling between people was like it's not like you can hit a stride or anything like that it? just because that thrusting outwards yeah so jeez but at the same time, it was nice to see so many people enjoying the same sport as you. <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah. I just wish they were enjoying it maybe 30 centimetres or so yeah. further away from me. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> you know? need one of those zorbing balls around yeah, you, didn't you? Yeah, like a little hula hoop or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Just a little bit of personal space would have been lovely. But um, yeah, and like it, it was... Well, weirdly, I found the most um, the most use for me... Not even use. That makes it sound like I went in with this as a motive and I didn't. Um, But it was really interesting to see the prices of some of the things that I do have in my collection and what they were selling for. Yeah, that's good. That like as a kind of quick way of like a quick and dirty way of pricing up what you might have in your collection. Mm -hmm. It was actually kind of handy to go and see what kind of prices some people were um, selling these things for. Yeah. And I think that um, it was strange because on some tables and you got to see the people that really cared about what they were selling as well. Like I just saw some guys that were just like, you know, knew everything about what they had on their tables and they had loads of stuff and they know everything about everything. And they were just really effusive about it and really almost like emotional when they were speaking people through. And then sometimes you saw two guys sat at like a trestle table with like one, like one old N64 box that was battered and like another one. And it was like, what are you doing here? Like, is it that you don't like, I don't think you want to be here. Like, is it, you know, not even talking to anybody. So I think there's definitely a particular type of person that, you know, that that goes to these things and also that, um, does the selling of these things. And yeah, it was, it was an experience. And like you say, I wouldn't go all the time, but I'd maybe go to one, maybe two a year and just sort of have a little look. Spread it out a bit and recover. Oh god, old age. What have you done? I mean, it, weirdly, and this this will sound weird, it did give me a new appreciation for shopping online. Yeah. <laughs> and like and places like CEX where like yeah. you just go, "Oh, actually, I want that specific thing for my collection. I can go and get it." Yeah. <laughs> Rather than the kind of luck of the draw. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. And it, it was um I was surprised to see so many families there. And I think probably only with hindsight if I had took a family I would then be like, I'm not taking a family again. Now, I don't want to judge those people, but personally, like, with those kids who are, like, you know, knee height, trying to get anything out of that for them, really, I think was very difficult. There's a few things, like, there's a few, like, personalised, sort of homemade Lego figurines that were cool and stuff that I saw, and I was like, I almost picked some up with myself, but, again, you know, rightly so, because you're paying for someone's work, but it was like £6 for a mini minifigure, then it mm. was like, you know, which is probably how much an actual minifigure costs, pretty much. But, um, you know, it's just like, there wasn't a lot for children to do, and I saw quite a lot of children kicking about, and but actually probably saw them more in the foyer, knackered after about half an hour. Then. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it was a lot, and like, I think, without wishing to bang on about, you know, space and all that too much, but like, there were people there with, in wheelchairs, that, yeah, that would no that were struggling yeah. to get around, which is a real shame because like the the hobby should be for as many people as possible. Yeah, and if you have an event like that and you are by dint of getting so many people in the door at, at once, mm. making it difficult for people to enjoy that, like that's that's not a great look, really. Mm. And I mean, there was there was a woman there with a the pram, which okay, I don't know her situation. It might be that she couldn't find anybody to yeah, <laughs> look know, after. But the kid or anything like that but she was the only one and like it it showed you know like mm. a lot of people with with 
young'uns that small was, was staying well away. Yeah. Um, it was as busy so, as a football match, wasn't it, really? Like, yeah, that, it yeah, quite like, easily. You know, yeah. Like, if you expanded that out, that would have been a stadium, stadium of like 80,000 people. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> dense. It was a dense crowd. And there were a lot of stalls and there wasn't much room to manoeuvre anyway. Um, and yeah, it, it, I just wonder if maybe they should have capped the number of tickets earlier or if, mm. if maybe it was just a timing thing where so many people you know, didn't get the early bird tickets but wanted to be through the door quickly. Yeah. Um, and that, that kind of made that, that crush. Um, but, you know, it, it feels like the sort of thing that perhaps there there's something they could do. But I guess as soon as you start staggering the times any more than that, people will be like, oh, well, I can't buy what I'm looking for yeah. now and, and all that. That's so uh, I don't think there's necessarily a way you can win. Yeah. So that's two live events we've been to now in the lifespan of this podcast. And both have been probably oversold. Yeah. Crushing. I'm spotting a pattern now you mention it. <laughs> should probably let you know, simmer down and just yeah, go to like... just go to a picnic or something and yeah. then you get crushed there. Yeah, imagine. Like, is well, it, my sandwiches. We just think we're going to go to a really cool, chilled out retro gaming picnic and get hammered by some geese or some shit. Like, yeah. gonna... <laughs> so, um, yeah, arbitrary score out of 10. For, for... Oh, really? <laughs> you, know, you don't have to do one. I'm going to do one. I'm right, going to go one. for it. I'm going to give it a four out of ten. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a four out of ten. Yeah. Like, time flew, which is probably a good thing. But at the same time, um, my enjoyment levels were less than average of, you know, if my average is sat on my couch (laughs) drinking a beer, watching TV or playing a game... It was less than that. <laughs> I, I did have a moment where I was like, I could be watching the rugby. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm and I'm here. Yeah. Um and then I found a couple of bits on my list that I was looking well, for. Well that's it. it. It's like, well, well it's still video gaming. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you know, I, I if I was that desperate for either of them, I would have gone on a website by now and bought them. Mm. You know, so it's it, That's true. You know, it, it's that kind of That's true. It feels like a hollow victory, if I'm being <laughs> brutally honest. But that's just the way I approach it, you know. I know the the um the fun of Hunting is, you know, what a lot of people go for anyway. I don't. I'm just like, I would like that one now, please. Thank you. Yeah, I have it. Ex- yeah. Um, Proper man shopping. Wow. Well, <laughs> life's too bloody short here. <laughs> Give him a stonewash I'd, jeans I'd now out there. Sit on my sofa eating and playing video games. Yeah, that's life's fair. too short for buggering about actually getting them. Well, that's it. I mean, currently, you know, like, ironically, I'm trying to buy one of the games that I was trying to buy on Saturday, but I didn't bring myself to do it. So, which is Grand Theft Auto London on the PlayStation 1. Um, but I couldn't find a copy in there. There were good copies for £20 and a really good copy for, 20, for £30 that had a map in it. The £20 copies didn't have a map in it. So this one on eBay at the moment is currently at, I've just put a bid in for £18 and and then £2 postage, so £20, and that has the map. So I'm a bit like, oh, you know, like, is in if I can get that for that, which I don't think I will, and I'm not going to go any higher, um, because coming back around to that conversation about, I think I said it, I can't remember on a podcast previously, where... Um, I'm happy to just get the disc and game as well. So mm. I, what I don't know what's driving me about this one per se, almost maybe the British spiel of the Grand Theft Auto idea of it, um, is that I, I kind of do want the case and the manual and the map. And I've not found, and certainly when I've got GTA um, PS1, I got one with a manual and a map and the game, but I didn't get the, the case and I wasn't bothered. I want the map. Because yeah. actually, I know how hard it is to play that game without the fucking map. <laughs> <laughs> so, so GTA One, which is just the same as GTA London, like as in like I want the map. That's what I want. I want Fair. a really good map copy. And I found one that was like I opened it up, and the map was like you can already see like damp blotches on it. And I was like, what's been on this map? Like <laughs> Pizza right. Hut from nineteen ninety nine or oh, something like that. It's no. just like you know. So yeah, I want a good map and a good disc, and that one's got it. So and we'll see what happens in about. Eight minutes time, whether Ooh. we get it or not. And then live eBaying on the pod once more. Um, so after battering retro gaming and <laughs> people that retro game for the mean, first twenty know, minutes they, of the podcast, credit or credit due, they put on a better event than we did when we tried. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, nobody came to ours. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know if we ever discussed that really on the podcast, but anyway, we tried and no one came. Um, so yeah, they got a lot more people. Uh, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about um, retro gaming that we do within the vicinity of our own homes. And 
<laughs> on our handheld consoles. And this week we have chosen, uh, I chose the Simpsons game on the PSP. And what did you plumb for? Um, the, uh, Pursuit Force. Pursuit Force. Pursuit I'm just getting Force. some mini eggs out. It is the season for mini eggs. Uh, and I don't know, do America have mini eggs? They must, uh-huh. I don't know. What are they? Are they Montelez? Montelay? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Have you have you had a funny turn or something? Has it gone down the wrong pipe or something? Oh, you looked so angry at me right there. Like, what are you talking about? Why would I know anything about American chocolate (laughs) Easter eggs? Okay, right, fair enough. I didn't realise that was like such a taboo subject. Clearly, not even that. It just sounded like you had some kind of like weird brain attack of some kind. (laughs) I'm gonna get really attacked in a minute. Getting hot in my hoodie, and maybe I'm overheating. Um, So. Whilst I uh, unclothe, <laughs> unsheath myself, um, do you want to talk about Pursuit Force? I can do. Yeah. yeah. I, I usually try and throw to you first, as I've alluded to before on the podcast. gives me about 20 minutes to freak out. Work and know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which this time is researching more about chocolate, eBaying, and taking my hoodie off. Cool. All right. So, um, Pursuit Force um, is from about 2005, mm. which kind of surprised me in my head it was slightly earlier um but it's um from big big studios um over in leamington spa of all ah. places um and according to wikipedia it had some ex uh, codemasters people okay um in there so that kind of explains some of where this game's coming from and to watch the trailers and um all that kind of stuff you get the impression that you know you're going to go in and it's going to be this high-speed um, chase game where you're going to be jumping between cars and all that kind of stuff. And it it, it is, sort of. <laughs> um, but it's also got like a kind of race mode. It's got a time trial mode. It's got um, variations on the kind of pursuit theme in the career mode. Mm-hmm. So there'll be ones where you're like trying to tail cars or stop an assassination or whatever. Um and it's all his eggs out in you know, to add ambience <laughs> to the pursuit to the pursuit. Um, and it's it's fine. <laughs> I like I I'm actually I'm I'm quite disappointed. But okay. if I'm being honest, I was ready ready for it to be good. I played it a little bit when I had a PSP originally, but not loads. And I was looking forward to going back and giving it a go. And my first sort of forays into it i was doing missions where you weren't even allowed to jump between cars and okay I, and i don't think that that's like it's not like a training thing or anything like that yeah. it's just that that particular mission you aren't jumping between cars you mm. have someone in the car with you you can't leave them alone which, considering the jumping thing is literally on the fucking the, logo the co- for the, the game, yeah, the core mechanic of the game, it's on the cover, it's on the logo, it's and, and so to have that not even taken away from you, just not given to you <laughs> at the start, it feels a bit like okay, well, what are we doing here then, guys? Um, and you, you, the the driving is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought it would be a bit bit quicker than it was and it could yeah. be because i haven't unlocked very much full disclosure i haven't because i can't work out how to play this game the way this game clearly wants to be played right, right okay when i jump between vehicles i get penalized i get shot by in death. the face <laughs> by death like you're going around and if you jump onto like a i don't know a boat or whatever um and you're having a shootout and all that kind of thing um you can duck out of the way of them shooting at you and then you pop up but then, like a lot of the time, it just looks like you've locked, like jumped over to their vehicle, and you're just repeatedly shooting them in the back of the head, mm. and it feels a bit more like an execution rather than, <laughs> you know, like a the good, good, good the guy, bad yeah. guy kind of dynamic. You, you definitely feel like that's, you're somehow doing wrong. That's the force part of yeah, the pursuit force. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and there, there is a few bits like that where it's just like it feels like there's kind of a, a nucleus of a good game there. It's just that it's kind of hamstrung by the, the time it was developed and the console it was developed for, mm-hmm. I dare say. So, like, the default steering controls are the D-pad yep. for, for when you're in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yet, if you get to an on-foot section, 
it expects you to use the stick. Right. Okay. And it like you, and I can't work out why it's so insistent on on that change. Um, and there's a few little like oddities like that in the the kind of way it's put together. Um, and I mean, you can get your health back by standing still mm-hmm. if you're on foot. But also, if you're in a vehicle and you're not getting shot, you get your health back because that counts as sitting still and mm-hmm. all that. And you have what's called a justice button. <laughs> yep. A justice button. <laughs> so I, I really want to play this game, but like, <laughs> just until then. <laughs> right. then. God. So if you, if you do good cop stuff, uh-huh. <laughs> namely shooting criminals in the face and ramming them repeatedly off the road, you build up this justice meter, you can press a button, and I think maybe you get a little bit of a speed boost if you're in a car, okay. but you get you get all the health back for like you and the vehicle and stuff like that, which is fine. Yeah. But a lot of the time, if you're on the road and you're staying in a vehicle trying to take out other vehicles, civilians are going to get in the way. Yeah. So you're going to ram them, you're actually going to shoot them, and it's very easy to lose dirty great big chunks of that meter. And at times it feels as though the game is expecting you to either be sat still to get your health back or filling up that meter. Mm. Yet it's throwing a lot of things at you that are going to make both of those things impossible to do. That sounds like injustice. Yeah, it feels feels a little bit unfair a couple of times. And quite early on as well, I add. Um, So, you know, you've got various different gangs you can go up against and all that kind of stuff. And they've all got their little like intro movies and, and things like that. Um, it's all very kind of B movie schlocky, mm. and it you know it it does a job. Is I'm, it meant to be B movie schlocky? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope for the game's sake. Yeah, you know, like there's a, a lot of the um the the dialogue boxes that pop up um when you're in the game are kind of in that comic book style. So I think okay. I think it knows what it's doing. Um, but then, in fact, talking of pop-ups and stuff like that and general sense of unfairness, um, first couple of times I played it, I was in the living room when my wife was um, playing on the um, big TV, um, so I didn't have the sound on or anything like that. Mm. There's no indicators. There's nothing visual to tell you if someone's behind you shooting at you repeatedly. Oh, right, you okay. would just lose your health and blow up eventually. <laughs> just dead. As I found out a couple of times. <laughs> um, so, like, there's a little... For a handheld console, that's annoying, isn't it? It yeah. feels like an oversight, mm. yeah. Um, and and it it's things like that that it, it feels like I don't know if it was rushed out mm. or or if there's just a couple of little bits of like design oversight like it was meant to be for say a PS3 or something yeah. like that and they ended up being forced to scale it down because another example is in um, some of these story missions where you have to say drive for like a good couple of minutes mm-hmm. to get to the thing that's happening. Yeah. So, like, you might be on a timer. You're racing to catch up to these cars in front of you. You catch up to the cars in front of you. As you ram into the back of them, your commanding officer is saying, great, now tail them from a safe distance. And you're like, well, fuck a duck. Like, uh, I'm having to climb out of his boot. Uh, <laughs> so then you drop back, and then he's like, no, you should catch up. And you're like, well, fucking hell. Like, oh decide. Brilliant. And then the markers pop up above at the top of the screen and all that kind of stuff. And you can kind of gauge what's going on. Uh, and it's things like that, coupled with the fact that once you then save the mayor from the assassination attempt that you've tailed the assassins to... The mayor. And then you are in the shootout with them, and then you die because you haven't been able to get your health back, and then it puts you right the way back at the start of the mission with, like, no checkpoints on the way or anything like that. So you've got to do that tedious drive mm. up to catch up with the cars in the first place, ram into the back of it again, and, and what... The ramming into the back of it's optional, by the way. It's just that by the time he's done the dialogue, it's you've, like, yeah. you've caught up it's, with him so happened. much. It's <laughs> um, but it's it's those sorts of things where it doesn't feel like it's designed for like portable first. Mm. Um, so it it sits in a bit of a weird position. Sounds um, sounds shit, Rich. It's it's not <laughs> it's not shit, right? There are some redeeming features to it. Like it it's stiff, it's clunky, it feels like it's got some iffy design choices to it it looks good um and you know it it for what it is trying to do and the era it came out i think it does a a relatively good job but it feels almost like a proof of concept 
more than anything, mm -hmm. a proof of concept or or a game that should have been on a, a beefier console. Um, and then you've got like the the races and the time trials and stuff like that. And that is again you stuck in the car, not jumping between things, mm -hmm. just trying to get places quickly. Yeah, and it, it feels cumbersome. Like it doesn't feel fast. Like Burnout on the PSP back mm. in the day felt like it could take your eyebrows off. You know, yeah. if you looked at it too long. This does not feel anything like that. Um, I was going to say, like considering you got Burnout and Need for Speed that we've done previously. Yeah. And the, yeah, you're going to feel a slow driving game. Is it like? Yeah. <laughs> it was like X Codemasters, didn't you? It's like I'll I'll imagine it. It's like micro machines, like going around pencils, but also just shooting people in the back of the head while you're doing it. I mean. The thing is that when Wikipedia says ex Codemasters, mm. I wonder if they were fired from Codemasters. Were they the, were they the guys <laughs> like, that did. When Codemasters <laughs> did Brian Lara cricket, it was those guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, fast bowling, this is not. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. Like, it, it's. It, obviously, like I'm, I'm not going to knock them for actually making a game and publishing it too much. Right? You can. Um, they, they, we've got this no, platform. Like, it's, it's allowed to happen. There, there is something about it that you do whatever you want. <laughs> I, I would happily put good money on there being like a, a, a bit of a shift in development on the way, or something like that. Mm. Quite possibly something out of their hands yeah. um, that made this harder to put out the door. Because that's the impression I get. But I distinctly remember playing it. You know, call it somewhere around two thousand and six, something like that. Mm -hmm. And enjoying myself. I had a good time with it. But I also don't remember getting very far then. Mm. I certainly haven't got very far with it now. Yeah. Like, which is the other reason why I'm kind of reluctant to be too down on it. Because mm -hmm. like, especially the speed and things like that. Because it feels as though, you know, maybe there are other vehicles you can get later on yeah, that, builds up that would speed it up a little bit. Um, but, you know, I'm there in what looks and sounds like it should be a high performance police car pootling along quite comfortably um, <laughs> or like a motorbike that, you know, wrapping myself around a lamppost <laughs> quite handily. Cause it's not quite doing what I think it should when it's steering and, you know, stuff like that, that um, yeah, it, it just made for a bit of a, a disappointing experience. And mm. it was the kind of thing that was like, oh, I've got to keep playing it cause I've got to talk about it and I've got to talk about it with some <clears throat> conviction and I can't just, you know, not play it. So pick it up and try again. And, and just like a couple of times I was ready to hurl the console through a window or something. I mean, that um, sentence there will um, come home to roost by the end of this podcast. That is in, not for you, but for me. <laughs> it, it definitely feel like playing it was more of an obligation by the end than, <laughs> than something I was enjoying. Um, and I think I've unlocked maybe about 4% of stuff. Um, so I, I really haven't made much headway with it, despite trying. Really, I have tried. Yeah. Um, and it, but yeah, it, I bounced off it so hard, mm. um, which is a real shame because I was I was I picked this, <laughs> I yeah. chose this. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking forward to it. I was ready for it. I've spent good money on it. And I it was, was jealous of you coming into this podcast. This, I've and... got it written down here. This was one of the first games that was requested. I distinctly mm. remember when we first started telling people we were doing this. This this was almost like a request after episode one type Sam. request. Yeah, <laughs> Sam, I am sorry, man. Like for you. Um, like I I would love if you do ever listen to this, please tell us like is this a game that, you know, you you loved and and why? Like I would no. I would love <laughs> oh to God, know. Why? Like no, like straight up because I think there's something there, but at the same time I genuinely don't think I've got to it yet yeah. or, or something. I I I don't feel um that the fault of the game is necessarily all the game's fault, if that makes sense. Mm. I, I, I do feel like part of it is me, somewhere along the line, like I've missed something. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, not... But I, um, but I, I know you, not, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, but you will give every game as much time as it needs... Mm. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like as in, like you said, that like you 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 feel that obligation of going back and making sure that it's not shit. So at least you've done that. And I know you'll have done that. So. I, I feel like I've done my due diligence. Yeah, there we go. Else. Yeah. So, um, you know, on your due diligence audit, mm. where would you be scoring this game? Because I'm going to be honest, this also will, um, this will affect where I score my game. <laughs> will it? Okay. Yeah. Um, no pressure. 
but <laughs> yeah, I um, I can't, like I kind of had a number in my head before we started recording, and weirdly, as I've talked, and I'm looking at my notes to see if I've missed something here, and I don't think I have, but I feel like the number's been going down and down and down and down and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I don't think it's broken. I just yeah. feel like it's got some missteps that are kind of fundamental mm-hmm. um, to what it's trying to do. So I'm going to give it a five, okay. and I feel like that's being generous, weirdly. Yeah, um, no, fair enough. But I, I, I was going to give it a six um, if you'd asked me before I started talking about it. <laughs> and the more I've started talking about it, and the more I remember playing it, and the more I think how frustrating it was that it feels like it could be great, and I'm just not mm. getting to that. Um, so if we, yeah. we kind of set out saying that five was bang average, that that was the most yeah, average I, of video games. I think if you can play this game the way this game wants you to play it, you're going to get along just fine. And I think there's something to enjoy there. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm trying to play something like Burnout or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I'm quite meeting it on its terms. But I also don't think that that's like, you know, your fault necessarily. Like, no, you know, not necessarily. No. Um, but I like, mean, it might be, but... <laughs> that, that's the thing, and I can't I can't really rule that out. Um, so, yeah, like, I'll, I'll give it a five. Cool. Maybe it'll be as fun as this quiz I've got for you right now. Oh, God. Trivial Pursuit Force. Oh, jeez. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do my quiz. If you score, if you get all the answers correct, you'll score the same score as what the game is, five. You won't get more correct. So, game number one. Game number one? Question number one. Which is a game number one also. The 1975 game Pursuit takes place in which kind of vehicle? Are we talking video games? Yes, it is. The 1975 video game Pursuit takes place in which kind of vehicle? A car? It takes place in a World War One fighter. Right. <laughs> Question number two. <laughs> that was it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Okay. Question number. Two. We're into the indulge faz part. <laughs> it came quick. It really uh, did. <laughs> Question number two. Subtitle for Pursuit Force Two. That wasn't a question. <laughs> what is the subtitle for oh, right. Pursuit Force 2? Uh, Pursuit Harder. Uh, it may as well be. Pursuit Force 2 Extreme Justice. Oh, that is good. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the twenty Question number three. The 2019 video game on Steam titled Primal Pursuit allows you to race on what type of transport? Dinosaurs. I'm going to give you half a mark there. Animals. So, and the, oh, yeah. So there we go. You're good. Uh... Question number four. Which year was Trivial Pursuit released on the Wii? Oh, jeez. I don't know, 2006? 2009. Really? Yeah. And last question, question number five. You're even out in 2006? You're fucking loving this. Uh, How many times has the word Pursuit appeared in the title of a Need for Speed franchise game? Um, Three? Three is correct! That's a great finish. That's very exciting. <clears throat> One and a half marks on the Pursuit Force, Trivial Pursuit Force quiz. Cool. Yeah. That is, wow. We got there. Episode Excellent. 47, and I fucking got you with I a shit quiz. Put the uh, score on the spreadsheet below <laughs> while you were Good. doing that. Well, right, okay. What, the quiz score? No. Oh, it felt important. I tried that last time, and you gave me a bollocking at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How are we going to score this and rank this? Yeah. I uh, The reason I was doing that is because I was killing time. Because whilst you're a gentleman and obliged to play more of a game when you don't really like it, I'm less of a gentleman right. when I feel obliged to play a game that I don't really like. The Simpsons game for the PSP, released in 2007, same year as the movie, which I had a little bit of time for questionable is what I'd call it. Um, I think I was probably a bit more appreciative of it than um, other people, but it felt like that was like we were jumping the shark territory with the Simpsons there. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it's been a long, slow decline, really. Hasn't yeah, it? apparently the new series like, are quite good in Disney+. Plus. That is in the, the series... Like for series 31 or something like what you're on now, apparently it gets better again. New writers, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, who cares? Um, 
but yeah, that you know, the spider pig, that was that was really fucking annoying. Like I hated that gag so much. And that was that was out at the t- same sort of time as this game. So um EA <laughs> released everything on the PSP, <laughs> also released this game. Uh and the idea of the game is that the Simpsons are superheroes in their own game. They from what I can discern, Bart picks up a comic book that's called The Simpsons Game, and in this comic book, slash, which is like, I, I think I've, like, honestly, I can't remember this. Like, it's been played like, this whole week, and I just can't remember what's going on. Picks up the game, and it's called The Simpsons Game, comic book, <laughs> um, on the manual for it, and all the Simpsons characters all have weird like kind of cuckoo superpowers like Bart is Bartman and he can kind of fly a little bit and he's got a mega jump and Homer can inflate himself into a giant ball and roll around as a giant mm-hmm. ball um, and that's kind of the concept really but the idea is that they are fighting against their own creators in this right. case the EA developers and Matt Groining? 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 Who's that? You know, he's been around for years and I still don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, And yeah, so that's the idea of it. The plot and the concept, whilst batshit crazy, kind of works a bit. That is in so The Simpsons, the idea, remember when I spoke about Phoenix Ryan? It was like, you know, that was a a novelization of a game. Mm. And um, the the novel parts of this game, like the the jokes, the storyline, the videos in between, they all kind of work. Like, they're not so bad. Like, I can kind of live in that place. But I remember with Phoenix Wright, I sort of said, and you, you, you know, had an opinion on it that actually I shouldn't have really brought this up necessarily. But you said, oh, if you go to a a visual sort of <laughs> game, if you will, um, an anime, and expect the mechanics to be good, then that's your own fault. And <laughs> this might be the case here. Um, because... That I guess that sort of visual part of it is great. Um, the actual game is fucking horrendous. Like, <laughs> um, is it Parappa the Rapper levels bad, or is it Sims Two bad? Um, I feel like it's Parappa the Rapper bad. Right. Um, so kind of a bit broken. Like, and not through I guess a difficulty sort of thing, but. It, don't waste my fucking time. Stop <laughs> wasting my time playing video games. So, it's a platformer, effectively. Um, almost in a... You don't really have... You know, at this point, you think that... Especially with things like Hit and Run being out there and, you know, games that have a bit more of an open-world feel. Like, they're still... In this game, it's like closed levels, but they're quite big closed levels. Um, but it's mostly just platforming. Right. Um, I'd <clears throat> compare it to... Not to sort of, you know... Um, tier what we've got coming up on the pod but something that Tomb Raidery almost that is in you know you're kind of just jumping from place to place hit switches and then you go you have to do a puzzle to get through to the next room um, which would be fine but number one the PSP again it's fucking console with its camera angles and stuff like as in and having to control the camera mechanics of that um, with the L1 button at the same time whilst moving your camera and not being able to move your character Ooh. so you just kind of look around yeah. and and having to perform quite accurate delicate jumps to platforms <laughs> above like you know molten chocolate in a chocolate land um, even in the first level very difficult to do yeah. um, but not in theory just because of the camera angle and the mechanics that come with trying to actually do it like as in it just it's so fucking cheap. Mm-hmm. It just cheats you so much. Like it just takes your time, and you will die over and over just trying to jump to what is a simple jump. Now, I then went and tried this on the PS3 and the Wii. Way easier. Why did EA think it was okay to port this to the PlayStation Portable and make such a shit copy of this game? Like <laughs> it's it's made me so angry that they've done this. Like they have just cheated people who bought this game. I mean I got it for like four or five quid. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like even that I feel livid about. Like, you know, there'll been people that bought this new for thirty pounds at the time. And it's just not fair. It's not okay to put some this product out there with how hard it is to do 
and play it on the PlayStation Portable with the buttons you've got available to you. Not having a second analog stick to move your camera angle around whilst you're jumping is just annoying. There's a part at the start where you're in a planetarium and you've got to jump from a space shuttle across to a moving spinning disc. Like, and they don't, once you fall and you start, you fall. That is an answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. But then you have to start again. You've got to go to like six or seven different platforms in increasing height, <coughs> increasing height around this room. And, you know, you kind of fall like three or four times at the first hurdle. You're like, right, okay, right. So then you learn how to do it and you kind of go, right, I'll do it again. And then you get to the next one. And then it's just because you can't quite see where you're jumping to because the angle's yeah, not right. Yeah. So you fall again. And you're like, right, well, I'll just go back to, I know I'll do the first bit now. Oh, shit, I'm stuck at jumping on the first platform again because I'm out of rhythm. And, you know, <laughs> like, it's the first game that I have nearly thrown my PSP at the wall. Like, as in, and I don't really get angry at video games very often. Like, I get frustrated and I'll swear at myself. But I genuinely had to stop myself from throwing my PSP across the room, which would have alarmed Sally at the time because she was in the room. And I was like, like no warning, (laughs) shattering it. So then I got past this part, (coughs) trying to give it its due diligence. Sorry. And my (laughs) obligated time just to find that the next level did the same thing. Like, and there was a timer on this level where you were running around. Like, the concept of the level is kind of cool. Like, you run around different lands of different countries. But there was nothing to intuitively tell you what to do next. Like, mm. as in, so you could, there's a cool mechanic where you could swap uh, between your two characters. So you carry in two characters with you. At this point, it was Homer and Bart. And you could use their powers at specific... Oh, sorry. I'm choking here. Oh, my anger and rage. <laughs> specific times. But um, there was nothing to say, oh, Bart needs to climb up this pole here and then go towards this statue and then you have to... Don't jump across it because you'll die. So I tried that a couple of times. I was like, I don't understand. I can clearly see this is the path of the level. Why not let me do it? I had to then swap to Homer to then light a fire underneath it to then have an updraft for Bart to be able to fly across. Mm. There's nothing anywhere telling you to do that. Nothing at all. At any point, you can't click a hint or anything. doesn't show you an arrow. doesn't show you a glowing light to show you where to go to. That was just so ridiculous. Um, and so then I was, they give you loads of time this level. And I was like, well, it's okay because I've got loads of time. And then they get to another bit where it's just a simple jump onto a rope, climb the rope, and then jump onto another platform. Right. But you've got to do it at a different angle that you entered the rope from uh-huh. into, the, into the actual screen. And you can't change your camera angle while you're doing it. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do what was meant to be a simple jump off a rope onto a ledge. And that just did it for me. I couldn't play anymore. Yeah. I couldn't play the game. It was completely broken. And it, all all the, I guess, the nice trimmings of the story and what I thought would probably actually shape up to be quite a funny... And you know, I laughed a few times the first couple of hours that I played. What seemed to be quite a good Simpsons adventure that I was quite hooked into um, was just completely broken by the gameplay. And, um, uh, you know, like... I don't want to say I'm embarrassed for the people who released this, but you sort of said, you know, at least the people with Pursuit Force, they, you, you feel like they probably tried and they thought they'd probably have a concept and it yeah. was a good idea. This is just like fucking shovelware. Absolute shit. And I was really annoyed about it. It definitely feels like there was... Because I, I dimly recall a kind of era um, where it would feel as though ports were either really really faithful somehow mm. <laughs> and like would have some concessions but they would basically be it or they would be really really different and therefore kind of cool yeah. um it but there was a period where you were starting to get to the level of having a bit of parity between the home consoles and the stuff on the go and people were trying to make like one-to-one conversions and they just weren't happening mm. um so it definitely feels like it may be a bit of a victim of that kind of thinking of just crowbarring this yeah um game into something that's just not suitable it's just it's just trying to make money it's yeah. just trying to make money off people and i get that like is in that's the job of the developers yeah, sure. and the, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the, that's what they do that's their business but at least have some sort of heart or soul when somebody will have tested this and gone this doesn't work mm. it just do you know what i mean like, is it, it, <laughs> i guess that's my point though because it's not like anybody tested and then went hey guys why don't we just make it a 2d platformer instead yeah, just, you know yeah. if they'd have done something like that you kind of get the impression that it would have played to the strength of the system a little bit more mm-hmm. maybe but yeah and that's me and that's the thing that like, is in you know it, even if they just thought to do that um and they they every other button mechanism kind of worked it was just the camera angle one but even then even if 
you corrected the camera angle to the point where you're like, right, okay, I've got it lined up so I could see where I'm going now. Mm. There was still something that was making it difficult to leap from one place to the next, which was, as far as I could see from 25% of the way into the game, was the main part of the gameplay. You know what I mean? It was just to get over height or ledges or climb up ladders and things. And it was just like, you know, it just didn't seem to make any sense that the the main mechanic of the gameplay, much like Pursuit Force in a way, um, whilst it was missing for your start (laughs) of it, (laughs) it was just too hard to do. But it just felt a cheap hard to do, really. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and and I said I was leaning more towards Parappa the Rapper sort of feelings when I, I reviewed that, but... Um, you know, I got twenty five percent through the way that game, and and on you know average setting, I found that too difficult to do, and the inputs of that. Um, and whereas The Sims Two just felt like it was just completely funky and just like you know loading times are terrible. Yeah. It's kind of sat in between them. It's like a two and a half out of ten game, but do you know what? Because it's made me so angry. It's get a fucking two. Two. And you know, woe betide anybody who goes and plays the Simpsons game. And I wouldn't even mind. But you know when you kind of go on, um, <clears throat> we talk about buying games at the start. I'm really choked up here. <clears throat> we talk about games at the start, about how much you pay for them and stuff. Like there's loads of PSP games you could pay a pound for or pound fifty, and actually out of those you might pick up a couple of bargains. You go, oh, this is worth you know great for a pound. Mm. I think you have to pay like six, seven, eight pounds for this normally, and that's like of old used PSP games that would probably be in like the top 30% of PSP games you have to pay for mm. don't do that don't pay any money <laughs> like is it I will trade this in as soon as possible but maybe I should just trash it in the bin so no one ever has to play it again I feel like <laughs> I feel it's like public duty yeah do you know what I mean like, it's some sort of public duty but I actually feel better about myself doing that <laughs> and I might even do that you know I'll have a think about it because it's still money to me but, you know, like at the same time, what I'm going to get for it, like three quid or something. It's just like, you know, <laughs> I think the PSP... Oh, actually, last straw, like, this is what this is why it needs a 2 out of 10 rather than a 3 out of 10. I was trying to take it... I was trying to eject the cartridge out of my PSP. Yeah. And the copy I've got has got, like, a little cut in the actual UMD case that right. got it stuck Ooh. in my PSP. And I was like, if this game breaks my PSP, <laughs> oh, like, in, like, my PSP, is, I was quite happy to throw across the room five minutes ago. If it breaks it, my word. So, yeah, I, I'll try and calm down a little bit. Um, I guess to round out the pod, to put put us in a better mood, or put me in a better mood, certainly, I, I brought something along um, just to kind of show Rich, which is um, to make me feel better about The Simpsons, which is my <laughs> episode guide for the first um, eight series. That nice. I got when I was a kid. Um, you can pick one up on World of Books, I think, for like five pounds. And they've done the episode guys up to series twenty, I think it is. When I looked it up, um, I'm not that interested because everything good for me is in the first eight <laughs> series. Uh, you know, there might be a few here and there, but when I looked through these, and I was trying to find out, find my favorite episodes of The Simpsons. Um, just be- and number one, I thought I was like, oh, I'll just get my top five. That was so hard. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Got a top 10 and it was still kicking out episodes that were like absolutely unbelievable. Um, so whilst I've had a go at the game, the Simpsons game, it's really annoying to me that that's called the definitive Simpsons game as well. Like, isn't it? It's not like, oh, the Simpsons arcade game or Simpsons hit and run or Simpsons road rage. This has the audacity to be called the Simpsons game. And I'm like, it's, you are not my Simpsons game. A Simpsons game. <laughs> yeah. and, and another Simpsons game. Um, yeah, so it's like the clip show episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the clip show. Uh, but just to round out that, and we probably quote Simpsons at each other sometimes and talk about it, but actually we never really talked about any fan love for the Simpsons. And I think it's just um, usually an unwritten or unspoken love um, between quite a few people, I think, where you kind of go, you're just talking quotes of The Simpsons or you'll know what you're kind of alluding to because yeah. it's kind of ingrained in you, which is what, as a concept, like The Simpsons kind of is to me. I don't know how you feel about it. I just wanted to get your sort of thoughts and feelings about, you know, The Simpsons' love, um, like... I I used to really, really like it, sort of series five to about six or seven, probably seven. Um, had a bunch of them on DVD and stuff like that back in the day and would watch them quite a lot and mm. they, they'd always be on what BBC Two at about 6 o'clock and that, yeah. that kind of era um, Itchy and Scratchy Land is the one that always keeps coming back for me 
um, and has been quoted several times, um, up to and including in my professional life. I, I <laughs> routinely use lines involving what can possibly go <laughs> wrong um, and, in uh, a like job interview. Um, so uh, yeah, it's definitely um, hooked its claws in. But I, I forever and a day will be a Futurama guy mm. first and foremost. Okay, interesting. I, I did my dissertation in part on Futurama. Wow, um, that's cool. And all that kind of stuff. So yeah, like I, I, but for me, it would be like the first four seasons of Futurama. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I, I definitely um appreciate the symptom symptoms the symptoms, symptoms. <laughs> and um and all that. But yeah, it's, I'm not like a kind of. Die Hard, because I know you said about um, coming up with the top five episodes, and I was like, "Itchy and Scratchy Land." Uh... <laughs> um, and there's, there's like there's bits, there's loads of bits, but yeah, I would struggle to start to pin down specific episodes that, in their entirety, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, bring it on!" But like, th- I will happily watch it if it's on, um, yeah, and, and all that kind of stuff. That's cool. Uh, I mean, like, I'm really glad that, like, you know, that you've come out as a Futurama fan over a Simpsons fan um, because I see that for you I see that in yeah, your TV yeah, I just, I just like the absurdity a bit more and the, like the cool imagination person. to that's it that's a cool thing um, to say <laughs> <laughs> if you ask but, me I mean Time Wars I'd have been really embarrassed about it I would have just <laughs> bluffed my way through the Simpsons but unfortunately now I'm like uh, you know what <laughs> yeah actually I think we probably uh, if you lined it up in the street and sort of said who's cooler than a Futurama fan and Simpsons fan I think a lot of people would say the Futurama fan mm. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I want to just very quickly then rattle off the 10. And I'm just going to go for the titles. I'm not even going to talk about, you know, concept or, you know, like the con, you know, the, the content even, concept, content of each of them. Um, just, you know, if you love The Simpsons, everyone will have their own th- thoughts and feelings, but it, this is our platform. And I just want to <laughs> sort of say the 10 ones that I would say, if you definitively want to watch 10 episodes of The Simpsons, these are the titles of the episodes. Mm-hmm. So, Raging Abe Simpson and his grumbling grandson in The Curse of the Flying Hellfish, <laughs> a vastly underrated episode. Um, you don't see it in many people's top 50 mm. lists, even. Um, Cape Fear. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> see, I know some of this. Yes, <laughs> uh, you Only Move Twice with Scorpio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just wonderful. <laughs> just like, he's a, one of my favourite characters. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's. I mean, it might well be now, and I've missed it all in the last 10 series, but I'm glad he's not recurring. I'm mm. glad he's just like a one and done. Um, Lemon of Troy. So, oh, yeah. you know, when they go to Shelbyville, you know, there's not many Shelbyville episodes, and that that is a, that is an absolute classic. So, um, one of the older ones, Homer at the Bat. So, you know, the, the, the softball one, mm. where they get all the famous baseball players in, and Daryl, Daryl. <laughs> Uh, Team Homer, so that is where they have the pin pals with the bowling, oh, and I yep. quite enjoy that one. And there's a lot of um, if it's got Mr. Burns in it as a, as an evil entity, <laughs> he's the best heel in history. Like he he's just such a shit all the time. Like it's so wonderful. Uh, Bart's Comet, probably not on a lot of people's favourite lists, but certainly on mine. Um, you know, for th- there's so many. Um, ideas in that where it's like you know it's like the scariest thing was dad was right oh yeah i'm scared too yes (laughs) we are the super friends hey shut up (laughs) um homer versus the 18th amendment so prohibition Mm -hmm. yeah you know rex banner you can't you know again another great character no you won't (laughs) uh colonel homer a really early one with lurleen (laughs) (laughs) it's a super brilliant one Um, you know a a good song in that one it's like Homer at the Bat where it's Mr Burns done it the power plant you know there's there's a strong you know Lurleen song in that one Uh, and then Bat versus Australia is you know (laughs) probably up there I'd say maybe my favourite ever just you know like we've willed them down to a booting <laughs> through the fence with an ordinary shoe <laughs> just the, it's just brilliant like the the american diplomats that turn up in Amer- in the simpsons is they're just always wonderful the, the side characters the lawyers and stuff they're just like always the best so and that's got loads of them in it um, yeah, so that's probably, you know, won't be the last time to talk about The Simpsons because I absolutely love it. But, you know, maybe with Futurama next time, you know, that'd be good to hit some Futurama love. Uh, I think really got worked some out, you know, worked some stuff out there in those two games. 
yeah. and the video game market and start <laughs> anger and contempt for the world around us. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.